0: Welcome to Date Fighters, the podcast where we take great things that occurred on this day in history and we pitch them against each other.
1: Yes, we do. I'm Matt Tapley, he's Jake Yap, and we have together found two historical foundlings in the orphanage of time and have dressed them up and put them in their best clothing to present them to today's Simon Cowell. It's Dr. Tessa Dunlop. How are you? (laughs) I'm very
2: well. I, I threw my hands up with excitement and knocked the picture off the wall. So other than just <laughs> wow. impaling myself um, with a shell-encrusted frame, I'm fine. Yes, is the breathing? Yes, she oh, is. Okay. And it was time that picture came down anyway. It was what my mother would call <laughs> vulgar.
1: What was it oh, of? Brilliant.
2: Um, it, um, well, it was, it, it's a lot of seashells, rather beautifully done and varnished. And my mother says, who's a purveyor of great taste that seashells um, framed are common I never quite know why it's such a terrible thing to be common because surely if you're one of many you're bound to make money but there we are my common picture has fallen off the wall (laughs) (laughs) she's a terrible snob my mother by the way onwards
0: (laughs) Oh, let's talk about your mother some more. This is fascinating. <laughs> born in
2: 1943 in April on 26th of yes, yeah, St wow. George's Day. I think she was. April 26. Mm. No, April 23. My oh, grandmother sorry. was. Well, I get the muddled up. But one was on St George's Day, which is highly patriotic. And then she married a mm. Scot, so it was also highly controversial.
1: Yeah. <laughs> what yeah. sort of control? Well, doesn't matter. Um, I'm going to take us to the 22nd of June <laughs> 1948. Uh, in April 1948, an advertisement had mm. appeared in the Daily Gleaner, a Jamaican newspaper. Uh, offering safe passage to to Great Britain for people who were willing to work Uh, 492 men and women and children although they weren't counted uh, people who said it was 492 since then arrived at the docks in Tilbury on June the 22nd on the Empire Windrush starting what today we think of as modern post-war immigration Um, among them was Sam King who became the first Black Mayor of Southwark in 1983 Uh, the Evening Standard welcomed them with welcome home 400 sons of the Empire the Daily Worker said 500 pairs of willing hands uh, when it arrived 11 Labour MPs wrote to Clement Attlee to complain about excessive immigration from abroad this is literally the first vote and 11 people complain MPs complained about it uh, do you know uh, yes
0: uh,
2: What's interesting about um, the Windrush generation mm. and the narrative therein is I think we forget uh, today that almost all of them were men. Mm. And I actually spent a lot of time and, and one of my very good friends is now 104. She's Olive Gordon and she um, came from Guyana. And she came in 1952 and she was one of the first women. And she said, I couldn't mm. believe how much attention I got from my fellow West Indian gentlemen because there simply weren't any women for them. So, yeah, she had a pretty extraordinary time in the boarding house, it's got to be said. (laughs) Uh, She's still alive to tell the tale. And if I may just quickly plug my book, actually, in The Mm -hmm. Century Girls, but she is The the Century Girls. And when they were doing the Windrush anniversary not so long ago, um, I desperately pushed her. But, of course, actually, she was a few years later, the wrong sex and from the wrong country. But no matter, she loves it. She loves it. You know, she's a raconteur and loves to tell her story. But it is is fascinating because it was a male narrative. And because, obviously, we look Mm. mainly at the race narrative... But I think in many ways, Olive says it was easier for her. She was shielded. And the judgment and the sort of fears of the white Brit, the white English person, because that's where most of the immigration was, mm. was towards the, the, the black man, not the black woman. But a lot of that sort of gets overlooked today, you know, because it's, it's become a broader issue, racism. Mm.
1: Well, in 1951, they, um, the British Nationality Act gave citizenship to everyone in the UK and the colonies, although by ten years later, the Parliament had changed its mind into the 1962 Commonwealth Immigration Act, which removed citizenship from those people who had arrived, um, which led to... Partly, well, partly led to 83 people being wrongly deported uh, between 2013 and 2018 as part of the hostile environment. Uh, because in 2009, uh, the Home Office had decided to destroy all the landing cards of the people who'd arrived. It was often the only documentation they had. See, they this are. is
2: this is. Do you believe in ID cards or not? You know that um, a lot of people in Europe, almost every country in Europe, has the ID bulletin. You know, you, alongside your passport, you have to have this ID card. And a lot of libertarians, like David Davis, campaign vociferously against mm. us having one and I don't like the idea of always having to have a bulletin no. on me you know but Perhaps actually if... you should remove
1: the ability of the government to deport people then you wouldn't need to prove things one way or the other.
2: The, indeed or you could argue if you all had an ID card some of this stuff wouldn't wouldn't have happened but then that where a lot of the libertarians would say that that would encroach on our right just to be quickly can we talk about schizophrenic Enoch Powell yes. who incidentally was a health minister who yes. went over to the West Indies <laughs> to recruit nurses yes. I don't know mm. and then a few years later rivers of blood you know, I mean, he, he was just uh, he was, uh, I mean, quite extraordinary, really, the vault fast there, you know, yes. is it the, uh, he's a, he's a one, he's not, there's not going to be a statue he... anytime soon, is there of Enoch Powell that's crying not, out not, I wouldn't put it past God the
1: government. Um, <laughs> <laughs> do you think he was sincere in his vault fast or were they both political positions he held for expediency at the time?
2: I think well when isn't politics expedient let's be honest i mean i think he was putting out a bush for our health you know that the, mm. the needs of our health service was the priority when he was health secretary and i can't remember he was actually i mean he was um Dismissed. I can't remember. He wasn't in government when he made that speech, but I think he th- is. Ca- I need to look this up, actually, guys. I mean, is that allowed on a Pod Dreaming sure. cast? Absolutely. But mm. but um it, you, know, power, you look it up online. If you I do, he wasn't sure. a cabinet minister, but it was still so shocking, and the tone of what mm. he said was so shocking. You know, he, there we are. He was health minister 1960 mm. to mm. 1963. When was his infamous speech? When was it? Is it
1: 71, 72?
2: The rivers of blood. It was. 20th April 1968, okay. to a Conservative political centre. Can you imagine being the sort of person mm. who'd have gone to a Conservative <laughs> political centre in Birmingham? Oh, my God. The no audience probably levels. clapped. I mean, I'm sure the audience would have clapped at that time, aren't you? It's just yeah. horrific to think about it, to be honest. They weren't in power, the Tories, at the time. No. And he, but he was dismissed from the Shadow Cabinet by Edward Heath, the Tory uh, wet, as was mm. known. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Amazing and that. actually, according to most accounts, the popularity of Powell's perspective, this is the scary bit, this is the Katie Hopkins bit, mm. the popularity of Powell's perspective on immigration may have played a decisive factor in the Conservatives' victory in the 1970 general election, at which point you go, it wasn't just Powell, it was half of bloody Middle England. Mm. Oh, yeah, I'm sweating, I'm actually sweating. Can we <laughs> <Yeah>. move
1: on? <laughs> yes. Oh, Let's leave oh, that. God. That's... So, my oh. thing is the 22nd of June, the arrival of the Empire Windrush at the Docks at Tilbury. Jake, what are you going to talk about?
0: Sure. I've got the 22nd of June 1990 Ooh. and uh, it's, 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 well, the Cold War. Uh, Checkpoint Charlie is Older. finally dismantled mm. in Berlin. Uh, this, of course, was a direct result yeah. of the political intervention of uh, TV actor and pop music singer David <laughs> uh who just six months previously had uh, kicked it all off with the Berlin Wall, uh, singing his famous <laughs> concert to 500,000 people um it's not the sort of crowd he was ever going to attract yes. again <laughs> it's just the thought of uh liberation uh but um yeah it was the uh end of that era checkpoint charlie uh oh. was named after the uh the symbol the uh allied nato forces yes you're stumbling so See? i'm just going to jump in Thank it's the fine, most brilliant I book i don't care you no know,
2: good. Checkpoint. As I'm on here now, yeah, you know, yeah, in my bed, yeah, sweating. Yeah. Checkpoint Sweat Charlie by Ian McGregor is a really good book, all about this. For the anniversary last year, oh. it's absolutely brilliant. I was spellbound by it. Just getting yeah. that, in, the gagging that in. But also, I'm, I was obsessed with. I, you must have, have left school already, but I was just in sixth form. <laughs> and um, <laughs> Jake, <laughs> enjoy
0: it. Didn't you just enjoy um, yeah.
2: it. <laughs> it was back in the days when I did not need a push-up bra, and I remember it unfolding on television, and I thought Meanly. that. is where I'm going in my gap year, because I'm quite posh, as you may have identified, and one does gap years, if Mm. one is a little bit posh, back in the 90s, early 90s and late 80s. And off I trip to Romania, because they had the most exciting revolution. I mean, it was grisly and appalling, Mm. but it was Mm. also, can you name-check any other leader any other Warsaw Pact country leader in 1989 except for mm, Ceausescu, Ceausescu.
0: Mm, yeah thank point. you
2: see yeah, that, that's the that's I mean, the country you go yeah, to isn't yeah. it sure yeah so you went there then yes what was it like I mean oh yes what? I mean, name not to check sound like Matt nice. Baker
0: but my god <laughs>
2: yeah But but Tito, of course, was the one thing about Tito was he held together Yugoslavia like an old woman crocheting. Do you know what I mean? And as soon as someone else took those needles, ping. Anyway, God bless Tito. Um, Where were we?
1: I'm in to Romania, the of the death we day. Were yes. In oh,
2: the get on with the birthdays. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: let's get drunk. Happy birthday mm-hmm. to Giuseppe Mazzini, the Italian journalist whose efforts helped him bring about the unification of Italy. Karl Marx called him an old ass. Happy birthday to Elizabeth Boniface She was the daughter of the first female monarch of Poland, um, but she died before she could inherit it, unfortunately. Happy birthday to to Ella of Naples. She was the Duchess of Ferrara and Regent of Naples, who was given a six-hour banquet by the Borgias and was married to someone who was so grumpy she decided to pretend she wasn't married to him for a while called I... yes
2: I think you could lower your voice a tiny bit when reading these and it would give me more authority.
1: You think, happy death yeah. day to <laughs> yes. Judy Carlin, the troubled star who was the first woman to See? win a Grammy for her See? album of the year in 1961. And that's She's also wrong.
2: more vintage. It's An more Academy vintage, isn't it? Award,
1: a Golden Globe, a Tony, and she yeah. won a Lifetime Achievement Award from the Academy at the age of 39, by which point my career had hardly started. Um, happy death day to George Carlin. The You've emo- gone up again now, Nathaniel.
2: Bring it down. <laughs> <Stay> down,
1: <laughs> stay down. The American comedian who suffered a dirty words routine was cited in the 1978 United States Supreme Court judgment in the FCC versus Pacifica case which meant the government could censor broadcasts nice. on public I've got to stay. Nice. test, test it's like that right idea. man you're sounding, yeah. you're sounding good. <laughs> like, it's kind of going through me a little bit. the death day to the Persian astronomer, physicist and oh. physician Ibn oh. Sinner who wrote 450 books and said oh, medicine yeah. is no hard and thorny science like maths. He came up with that's the idea right. of keeping people separate for 40 days once they had a disease which traders from Vienna Saw one called Quarantina, and that's where we get quarantine from. Happy death day, Senna or Avicenna. Nat, nice. We should, that was like,
2: lovely. That yeah. was oh, like, beautiful, Nat.
0: Nat, we should yeah. just like kiss a bit. Just, you know, just <laughs> to be silly. Just to be silly. It's just fun. It's just silly, I mean, yeah, just to be silly. Oh, God, <laughs> their faces. Oh, no. It'll oh, be so fun. Yeah, let's yeah, just, yeah,
1: we'll Just do it. Just, yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, on that note, let's go back to Romania.
0: Yes.
2: Tell us about your gap year oh my god I, I've got to say do you know I went back thir- 30 years on except it was a bit phony because obviously I went when I was 18 in 1992 mm. and I went back to, for the rev- 30th anniversary of the revolution uh, mm. so it was 28 years but anyway but do you know what the, the biggest change and there's a lot changed and this is tying back into yesterday there's a clue for all those regular listeners to your mm-hmm. podcast um, guess what the, for me was the most extraordinary change I arrived there aged 18 having never really left Scotland and I got off a train in North Romania although. plates called Suchava and I tell you and I went back there the exact same place 28 Hmm. years on exact same time of year 20 degrees centigrade was the difference. That was the difference. Yes, it was this year in Romania. They normally get those Siberian winters, of Mm. course, predominantly landlocked Baltic, basically. Absolutely. Mm. It was minus 20 when I arrived in 1992, in January 1992. And I remember breathing in. I couldn't believe it. All my nostril hair froze. And uh, there was an out, because we were living with this old woman, old um, Russian woman, and she had an out bathroom. You had to crack the ice on the bowl of water. Water to be able to wash mm. yourself so wash. you didn't wash it was so liberating god it was good and then yeah. one time she killed her cow and you didn't have to f- freeze the cow you just left it bits of dead cow in bowls of frozen water in the bathroom around which you then <laughs> and it was quite extraordinary but anyway we never got sick um there was an eyeball looking at you as you had a view. <laughs> i mean it was so <laughs> weird well, anyway <laughs> i mean that still happens in some <laughs>
0: contexts <laughs>
2: I love Romania Narok but just going back to the temperature now when I went back and of course there's a McDonald's and there's lots of plastic crap and you know there's no yeah. longer a datch here and there's you know it's, things have hugely changed I mean it's quite extraordinary that country it's been you know it's done really well for itself given given what it was up against but um it it was it was like balmy. It was like ten degrees. There was no was winter. There wasn't even any snow hardly yeah. this year. It's proper scary. Just How sorry, terrifying. Armageddon. Yeah. It's terrifying. Yeah, yeah. terrifying. Yeah. And the wolves all forget to change. It's, just, it's horrid. And the bears come out of hibernation because it's the only country you know with bears and wolves. And the funny thing is, we killed all our bears and wolves obviously hundreds of years ago to mm. to, to make money for our empire and build build ships and cut down trees. Mm. And now we're always lecture to countries like that about do not kill your lethal animals which may rape and pillage your children it's so kind of um hypocritical it's it's where are you on romanians killing their bears how do you feel about that
1: i mean i'm if i, I think if this podcast has taught us anything it's that uh, the hypocrisy of the british is <laughs> <laughs> unlimited
0: yeah <laughs> extended yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, up- apologia
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> I don't know. I feel like, there you is. know, you've talked about the frozen cow in the toilet. I'm thinking about a nice <laughs> sauce. It's not called béarnaise for nothing. I'm assuming <laughs> it's like mayonnaise. No, yes. It's bear-flavoured mayonnaise, and I, I want to taste no, it. I,
2: I, yeah. What I'm hoping is that the tourist industry will take off, you know, that, that actually yeah. there's a lot of also conservation work. But then with tourism comes carbon footprint. It's so complicated. Mm. It's easiest to do what I do, and it's never get out of bed. I'm mm, in my yeah. bed now. Stay in bed because it's so yeah. scary out there. You can't put a foot right.
0: When did you last leave your bed, Tessa?
2: I haven't. But since lockdown, I've been here. I've now got a microphone Perfect. that grows out of the end like a large phallic <laughs> symbol <laughs> that rises. Yeah.
0: You're going to miss that. Anyway, between it's Empire and and
1: yeah, whatever Jake said. The, uh, Checkpoint Charlie. Checkpoint Charlie.
2: Well, I, I, I come on, I'm an East Europe. My yeah. my PhD's on East Europe, mate. that. Oh, I, yeah, I yeah. we still I love need to see the paperwork, right Tessa. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Doctor, Doctor Doctor Donlop with a better podcast than you yeah. behind the front line, four more downloads <laughs> per <laughs> that, week. That All is right, so listen,
0: <laughs> listen. That's how many? The best <laughs> plug I've heard. Any do, yeah. <laughs> do you Are you quite grown up in your podcast? Oh
2: God, yeah. Because I talk to military people who've like oh, been f- literally.
0: You want to talk to idiots <laughs> like yeah. us? Yeah. Well, because fun. that's
2: because I. Do you know that's just cheapening everything? It's so easy to laugh. <our> job. <laughs> our is, that's, instance, that's what we do.
1: Cheapening the idea of history
2: you know and that would be to cash in on my natural good humour and I think mm, yeah. you know I, I it, would actually, be unfair
1: to it, it would be an unfair prepare.
2: advantage I'd have over people like you you know so I'm just you know <laughs> I've high bound myself to rather earnest generals
1: and colonels oh, yeah, yeah really great we could so do that actually, a tomorrow uh, was really fun campaign, actually. Really, best uh, tank battles of the eastern front g- I give you an
2: anniversary what was the first year that women were allowed to enter and train at Sandhurst come on give me the year my friends mm, and if you get 2014? it within three
0: you're I'm pathetic. I'm going to say uh, 1997.
2: Oh, so out. 1984. Get with the picture. Kate that Bush was running bad. up that hill. That wasn't bad. It was
0: terrible, Jay.
2: <laughs> it was better than Matt. <laughs> it was He's terrible.
1: He's a historian. Is a what t- are you then? What,
2: what are you? Are you just... I'm literally
1: nothing. <laughs> Don't like, <laughs> ask that. I, the whole <laughs> thing crumbles. Yeah. <laughs> Who are you? I, I'm a walking existential
0: crisis. I mean, what <laughs> do you... <laughs>
1: Wow. <laughs> so that was the 22nd of June. Do join us tomorrow for the 22nd. We'll
0: out
1: exactly what lies in each of our souls. Oh, bye. Souls. Bye.